thanks to Quip for supporting Market Foolery. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. Just go to getquip.com/fool to save on gift sets and get your first refill free with a refill plan. It's Monday, December 16th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill with me in studio today. She's back. From a week away from Fool HQ, it's Emily Flippin. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So last week, forty thousand people from seventy-five countries <laughs> descended upon Las Vegas for MJ BizCon, the biggest cannabis conference in the world. You were one of them. There were a few people from Fool headquarters who went. Um, let's start with this. What's your headline for this year's MJ BizCon? Yeah, I mean, look. It doubled in size year over year. So part of me wants to say the headlines something like cowboys put on suits. You know, it's still the wild, wild west in cannabis. And the reason why that analogy is top of head is because in addition to MJ BizCon happening in Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Conference Center, there was also I think it was the National Rodeo Convention <laughs> happening in the same center next door. And there was something just so appropriate about that to me. <laughs> because in a lot of ways, the people we saw at MJ BizCon this year, you know, they're they're very different than the people we saw last year. And and they're still new. They're still entrepreneurs. They're still just getting started in a really untracked industry. But at the same time, they're they're making a business out of it, and so that's very clear. That's pretty amazing that the size of the conference doubled year over year. It doesn't surprise me that it grew, but the fact that it doubled is pretty astonishing. And my assumption is that you had a lot of new faces, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot, and to your point, uh, some of the faces that were there. In 2018, probably weren't there this time around. Um, what, what was the general mood uh, of the conference? Because the headlines going into it, uh, from a business standpoint, a lot of the headlines I saw were about uh, the biggest players, uh, the biggest public companies in the cannabis space, and they're smaller than they were a year ago. You know, CNBC had a story about the six biggest public companies in cannabis. Have lost a collective twenty-five billion dollars worth of market cap as a result. Was that reflected in the mood, or was it more upbeat than that? Not really, no. And I think that's probably akin to, you know, the people who are listening to this podcast, us and our jobs, are focused so much on the public markets that we forget about the industry as a whole, and we forget that industries exist even where public market retail investors do not. So, what was surprising about MJ Piscon to me, as somebody who has followed that cannabis market over the past year and seen it shrink, was the fact that. There is still so much optimism. I mean, in a lot of ways, MJ BizCon is aimed at entrepreneurs. It's MJ BizCon. It's aimed at small businesses. And the reason why it doubled year over year is because there's so many more small businesses in cannabis today than there was a year ago. And so the mood I would not describe as down because of the public markets. No, I don't think anybody there really cared. Unless you're coming as a retail investor, you're just interested in the space. Nobody there. Who was working really cared about you know the market cap of canopy growth right like oh I'm a CBD company operating in Oregon I'm not you know worried about the Canadian cannabis market for instance however it was a kind of negative sentiment simply because of the steps that our government has taken here in the U S which has hurt the ability for these businesses to grow so there's a lot of um, I guess disappointment around the Safe Banking Act really becoming stagnant in in the Senate, right? Not moving past the House. There is fear about the FDA's seeming crackdown on CBD companies here in the U.S. I mean, it was all these regulatory hurdles 
which were making people really afraid. Very, very different than what you may expect from you know just public markets being down. Was that um, counterbalanced in any way by talk of? States that are going to have some form of cannabis, uh, either decriminalization or legalization on the ballot in 2020. I know, and and part of the reason I ask that is because you know, here in yeah. Virginia, there is an expectation that the state legislature will pass some sort of decriminalization in 2020. That that news article actually broke about Virginia while we were at MJ BizCon, and the day before, we had actually had a panel about. You know, where where do experts in the field see the most opportunity for cannabis on a state level next? And the overwhelming consensus was Virginia. I honestly scoffed a little bit. <laughs> I think it's easy for people to forget just how big and just how uh, conservative Virginia really is as a state. But yeah, it seems like decriminalization at least could be a reality for 2020. Here's the problem: it's easy to be very positive and frame up cannabis as dominoes, and I do think that it is in a sense a domino effect. However, the states that we've seen legalize cannabis, with the exception of Illinois, which will legalize on January 1st in 2020, is they did it via ballot initiative, which is not the best way to legalize cannabis, because you have to iron out all the details. And we saw two states, which were really expected to pass legalization in 2019, that's New York and New Jersey, fail to do so in 2019, simply because they couldn't iron out those little details. So, I think it's easy to say, look, there's a general consensus around most people, most Americans, that cannabis should at least be decriminalized. Why has nothing been done about it on the state level for a lot of these bigger, more liberal states? And the reality is, is it's really hard to get everybody on the same page about those little details. So, going to 2020, I'm hopeful that states will have it on their November 2020 ballots, something regarding decriminalization, legalization of cannabis, improving their medical programs. But when push comes to shove, politicians are politicians, and you get stuck up in the granularities. Well, and it goes back to something you touched on, uh, just with reference to banking. You know, you can you can pass legalization in a given state, but if the infrastructure for the businesses, again, to go back to the conference, this is a group of entrepreneurs. If they don't have the underlying support system, um, particularly when it comes to banking, but other support services as well, then um, they're going to struggle. I think it's part of the reason why MJ BizCon is so popular, is because they don't have the support system, and MJ BizCon acts as that support system. So if you're missing something, and you as an entrepreneur have the ability to head out to MJ BizCon and make connections that you don't really get the opportunity to make otherwise. So I think it's filling a needed hole, but nothing can really fill the hole that is the government regulatory actions, which everybody has just been praying for for the past year. You mentioned one of the breakout sessions you went to. I know you were very busy. You were going to a lot of breakout sessions, conducting a lot of interviews. Not looking to play favorites necessarily, but <laughs> but what is either a breakout session or a person that you interviewed that struck you as particularly interesting? There were a number of lawyers that we had the opportunity to talk to, which I always find super interesting, because I'm not a lawyer by trade myself, but the space seems to be acting in a sense of, you don't know what's wrong until you get a lawsuit over it. And then lawyers, accountants, all these people are framing their businesses around mistakes that have already been made in the space. So, a lot of people, I mean, virtually every person we interviewed was kind of, you know, I, I go back to that Headline is it's the wild, wild west. You are acting in a government in a 
regulatory structure that's extremely uncertain. So you don't even know what's legal to do until you try to do it. So a lot of companies are being more aggressive and doing stuff that could potentially get them in regulatory trouble. Trouble, and a lot of people are doing stuff that's more conservative, a little bit more in line with where they see the regulations panning out, but are really hampering their own growth. See, I, again, I just continue to be reminded by the underlying system mm-hmm. and how I, it's a great line about you, you know you never know what's wrong until a lawsuit pops up. But but yeah, that's just one more thing where whether it's at a federal level or at a state by state level. One lawsuit leads to court action, leads to possibly an appeal of some sort. The judges have to weigh in. So it seems like it's it's all moving a little bit more slowly than than certainly the entrepreneurs would like. Yeah, I mean the FDA, for instance, in 2019 expected to have guidance for CBD companies here in the U.S. by the end of the year, and they asked for research. They sent out that request for research and. They got none back, and you know why? Because it's really hard to get research-grade cannabis in it, a country. It, ta- yeah. it takes time. It, ta- it takes time, and it's it's a Schedule One substance, right? So the fact is, is that you can't legally get medical or research-grade cannabis in the U.S. At least not readily accessible. So the fact is, nobody has the research. The research takes time, and what does the FDA do? They take what little bad research they have. A study on rats actually that shows that if you give them absurd amounts of CBD, it causes liver failure. And they tell people CBD causes liver failure. And you know what that does to every CBD business here in the U.S.? Yeah, it makes their job twenty times harder when they have research, right? And people have been using CBD and have different anecdotal research that says, eh, no, you know, only if you take thirty times your body weight in CBD does it cause a problem. And there are a number of substances out there that aren't regulated like this. For instance, like vitamin D, where if you take lots and lots of it, it causes issues. Anything causes issues. It's like we saw earlier this year with vaping, where one of the one of the challenges around the vaping industry is we have decades worth of research around what cigarettes do to the human body. Um, there is not decades of research of what vaping does to the human body because it hasn't been around for decades. So yeah, and it very well could be very negative. So that I don't mean to frame this all very positively. There's nothing wrong with CBD. There's nothing wrong with vaping. There could be, but the point is that we don't know yet, and that takes time and it causes uncertainty for most of these businesses. Quick shout out to Quip. As I'm sure everyone's aware, the holiday shopping season is here, and this year your gift can start next year's good habit with Quip. Quip is something that is sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care that people will actually want to use every day. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30 second pulses to guide your routine, and the floss dispenser has pre marked strings so you always use the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. We got a bunch of people here at the Fool who use Quip. I think I got to put this on my Christmas list because I'm, I'm, you know, I still got time. You can go to getquip.com/fool to save on gift sets, and your first refill is free with a refill plan. Again, your first refill free when you go to getquip.com/fool. That's G-E-T-K-U-I-P.com/fool. Getquip.com/fool. All right, I. I have to ask because I'm always interested in this. Whenever anyone from the Motley Fool goes to a conference, particularly in Las Vegas, what's the strangest thing you saw on the convention floor? I mean, it's a mat. It was over a quarter million square feet of convention space. What is the what is the booth that you went by and did a double take because you're like, what in the world is that? 
There were so many things. And for marijuana master's members out there, I wrote an entire dispatch about the interesting stuff that I saw. I mean, there are companies that are incorporating AI and AR into their products and labeling. And But I think the strangest thing I saw actually wasn't on the convention floor. Our team had the ability to go to Planet 13, which is a publicly traded company, and it's the largest cannabis dispensary in the world. Um, went down there, met with management, and the co-CEO said, oh, have you seen the air show yet? Like, the, the air show? The air show. And we have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, we haven't seen the air show. So, he brings us down to the dispensary floor, and he's like, okay, look up. And I, there was a special, I think orbs is what he called them, but essentially they had imported these orbs from Germany, uh, programmed to fly around the the ceiling of the dispensary, uh, kind of like a light show that you would expect around Christmas music and Christmas lights, but with these cannabis orbs. Uh, so that <laughs> was, in general, probably the, the strangest thing, but also most entertaining thing that we saw. I don't know what I expected you to say, but flying cannabis orbs was definitely not on the list. Um, one or two things separate from the conference. Did you get a chance to hit the gaming tables? Did you get a chance to get a good meal? There are a lot of good restaurants in Vegas. Well, I'm always good at eating. I do not gamble, though, and I unfortunately saw some people who were very upset with their you know losses gambling. So that always reminds me that that's usually a good decision. You know what the funniest thing was is while we were super busy at the convention, it was my first time in Las Vegas. You know, so I had the ability to kind of walk around, you know, see all the people drinking on the street. It was all very absurd. But Ari Hughes, our analyst who came with us, he had never been. To an In and Out burger before. Yeah, so out of all the things we ate in Las Vegas, we all were like, we have to go to In and Out, right? Ari's never had it. And what was his review? Thumbs I mean, up? He, he's, he's a very um, reserved person in the sense that he doesn't get you know, super excited the way that I do about you know, In and Out burgers or milkshakes, but he was very, very positive on it, which makes me think that the average person, you know, it would have like blown their mind. In, a qui- in his own quiet in his own way. Quiet way. <laughs> Ari was. That's how, I'm, that's how I'm interpreting it, though. You know, I, I want to believe that that was his reaction. You know, being a, a vegetarian now, I unfortunately just had to sit there and watch them eat those delicious burgers. You didn't get a milkshake? You didn't get I did. I did get a milkshake. I got a milkshake and I dipped my fries in it, which you know grossly upset a lot of people at the table. Well, look, anyone who's ever been to Las Vegas for a conference knows that uh, you're spending a lot of time on your feet. You, if you've got a step counter, you're you're logging a lot of miles, You know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 miles easy when you're on your feet all day at a conference. So, you know what? You and Ari and everyone else, you more than earned that trip to oh, Perfect. Thank you for making me feel better about my life choices, Chris. <laughs> Emily Flipman, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about in the month. People may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks they sell in what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Forward. The show's mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.